finally happened. I skipped an entire episode. <clears throat> I went a whole two weeks without putting out an episode. And uh, I don't know. I would say I'm sorry about it, but I'm really not. Um, last weekend was uh, a very obviously, you know, I feel like I've talked about my past couple episodes, how busy my life has been. But uh, I don't know. This the podcast just kind of fell to the fell off to the side. Um, but uh, I'm recording it this week. You know, I'm gonna I'll, I'll catch back up on it and everything. Um, I apologize for not having uh, any uh, guests on recently. You know, I did the two two guests in a row, my dad and then Decorian. Um, but I've been meaning to get back around to like asking some of my earlier guests to come on. Uh, but, uh, having to nail down a time and stay dedicated to that time has just been difficult recently. Um, but on a different note, um, I just had to do like the nastiest shit of my life. Uh, and it's, it's, it's 100% my fault. I wouldn't even say it's kind of my fault. It's 100% my fault. Um, I've been looking for a, uh, a skull or like something like, like bones to put in the garage. Uh, <clears throat> and the other week my wife told me about, um, a dead deer on a trail that she went to with my mom and, uh, she was, she had commented how uh, I was going to say, like, ooh, bring me the skull. And, sh- like, sure enough, like, I want that skull. I w- you know, it would just be a cool thing to have. So uh, my mom went today, and I was like, hey, check on that check on that skull for me. She was like, oh, no, that's, that's gross. And then my sister was like, I'll get it for you. So she got it, and I looked up how to... Uh, clean like just the excess like just so it doesn't smell like dead shit all the time you know uh and apparently you can use like powdered bleach uh if if you have access to it which I could have bought uh it might have been a little bit more simple cuz like you just add water but this thing I saw said use peroxide um so I used peroxide I cleaned out dollar general of their remaining stock and I put the I rinsed out an old protein jug like a five pound jug of protein I rinsed it out and I then I slipped the skull in there I started pouring peroxide in and then around uh well probably like an hour later um we heard what was like a gunshot and I was like well, fuck, I should probably keep my kids away from the windows. Like, it's a little, I live in the suburbs, so it's a, like, it's not, like, outlandish to think that there would be, you know, a gunshot, but uh, it's, you know, that doesn't happen. Um, And then I, you know, went about my evening and whatnot, and I did did my meal prep, and I come out to the garage to put my food away in the fridge that we have out here, and there is peroxide, like, all over the fucking floor. And what had happened was, I didn't even think about it, and it's my fault, but peroxide, you know, bubbles that builds up pressure, 
it's all the bacteria releasing gases from dying and shit, and uh, it it fucking exploded. <laughs> so, so I had to come out here directly after meal prepping and uh, clean up that. So that's what I just got done with. Uh, yeah. Um, I also I have to I have to really really admit something, and I. I don't go back and listen to my episodes, so I don't know if I've already said this, but I have not stuck to my commitment to no drinking during this training for, for this competition. Um, especially because last night, last night I was not going to drink at all because I drank Friday night and I drunk bought a pair of uh, hippie sunglasses. I was watching... Uh, I was out, you know, I was out here cleaning the garage. I don't, I haven't had any, any more stone orders come in, which I'm actually kind of happy about. I can kind of like take a rest from that shit. Um, but, um, I was out here cleaning up the garage and, you know, we were trying to get rid of the elliptical and whatnot. So I'm reorganizing like all my strongman equipment. And the new thing that I do is I just watch movies out here and it's, it's a it's a really great way to like I always feel like I'm missing out on like different movies and or whatnot like in you know once upon a time in Hollywood that's a Tarantino film I like to stay caught up on all of Tarantino's movies because he's a great director writer producer um and I like I had a, a bit more to drink than I like planned to um and I like I saw on uh once upon a time in Hollywood, because it's based in like 69, uh, those glasses were super popular then. And I'd wanted a pair since I was 14. So 12 years ago, I wanted, I wanted a pair so bad because I watched pretty in pink. Um, and John Cryer in that movie who plays ducky, um, he had a pair and I kind of modeled like my style, uh, in my freshman year of high school after that one character, you know, like I was, I was wearing like my, I, my favorite outfit. I was wearing, um, a white button up shirt, a red velvet vest, a jean jacket with my skinny jeans and Converse and a top hat. Um, and if I would have got my hands on some damn hippie glasses back then, that would have like really in the hippie glasses. They're the circle ones, you know, like John Lennon had, um, <clears throat> it would have like really rounded out that look. Uh, so I'm ha I'm, I, and it may not fit what I got going on now, but I always wanted a pair. So I bought, I bought that. Um, but coming back to where we were at, uh, I had a little bit to drink on Friday and then Saturday I was going to go to bed early and then my wife calls me up and she's saying that she's going to have a friend over and they're at the liquor store. And she's like, you want anything? And I was like, no, babe, whatever I want. It's going to be expensive. Don't worry about it. It's cool. I don't need anything. She was like, what do you want? And I was like, Angel's Envy Rye. She came home with Angel's Envy Rye. So, of course, you know, that's a very uh, pricey bottle of whiskey. So I could not, I couldn't not imbibe. So, uh, but I am, you know, as unrealistic as it may be, 
Um, my issue is definitely if the whiskey's there, I'm going to drink it, especially on the weekends, you know. Uh, and I was talking with my uh, cousin today who I haven't seen in like, oh, probably 10 years. Uh, and he was having a conversation with my dad. They were talking about uh, relaxing um, and how when you get to a relax mode, you like your mind is programmed to um, attribute different actions to relaxing. So if I sit down with a drink at the end of the day, or even if I'm like, even if I'm cleaning, cleaning the garage is relaxing to me. I'm watching a movie, so I want to drink because I'm like, that's where I'm letting my mind wander. Um, and it made a lot of sense, you know. Um, I just have to reprogram my mind to fit uh, my needs for the time. Uh, I'm not. I've never been big into meditating. I wish I, I like, I, uh, I, I'm not going to say I wish, I wish I had more time because all I need to do is assign the time and that's when it'll get done, you know? So I just need to put more importance on meditating. So like maybe I could do that, but I don't know. I don't want to make excuses. I just have to figure out what's going to work for me. But my goal is, once I once I run through these bottles, because, and this may sound like really excuse, kind of like an excuse, but um, I'm not gonna dump my whiskey out. I spent money on that shit, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna just waste it. So, I guess the first step of it is to practice moderation, which I would like you know I'm decent enough at, but um, it's that impulse, you know, it's the impulse where it's like. All right, it's the end of the night. Kids are in bed. Go ahead and pour yourself. You know, you don't have work the next day. Go ahead and go ahead and pour yourself a drink. Uh, so I guess the first step, the first step of everything, at least for that goal, has to be um, just chilling out. You know, learning to um, not not do that. But. I'll just have to get really big back into like tea at night. Cause my problem is if I decide I'm going to stay up, like if I, if I decide I'm not going to go to sleep at like right when the kids go to bed, I'd like to have something to keep my hands busy. Uh, and I think that came with like smoking cigarettes and dipping and whatnot. Um, that habit, uh, and for the first competition, I was I was doing, you know, I'd do tea or I'd do decaf coffee, which really only tried to drink decaf coffee for for the podcast because um, I think kind of tastes shitty. <laughs> it's not good coffee, um, but it, yeah, just re- I guess the replacement method. It, it's worked. It worked pretty well in the past. I, I don't see why it wouldn't work now. Um, what else is going on? I got my strongman log in, so I'll be able to properly train that for my for my third competition. 
Um, oh, that's a, that's what else I was going to go into. Um, one thing I've been really um, wanting to get into is kettlebells, but I've never had like, I guess that much of a drive or a, a want to um, to do it. But after after talking to my cousin today, he was talking about like the stabilizer muscles and whatnot, and how you can do like very passive. Uh, movements on your on your off days or whatever. I think I think that's an avenue I'm going to go down. Uh, is you know kettlebells or like light calisthenics on my off days, because uh, it would make sense. You know if I take if I take a rest week and I don't um, do like I can't do a rest week where I sit and do no type of physical activity because then my muscles get very uh, atrophied, I think is the right word, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but they get really tight. You know, I feel like I have to like flex them, get them moving, get them activated, get blood flowing to them to make them feel alive. Um, so maybe even like, like after my competition for, for some sort of rest week, instead of, just walking like I was planning on doing, I could maybe do some push-ups or some kettlebell work or resistance bands or something. <clears throat> that way, uh, my muscles don't get too tight. But so that's exciting. You know, it's another avenue to explore. It's another way to get more dedicated, and and, and I don't see a, a, a negative as to anything. It would you know, it's not it's not going to inhibit me. The only thing I have to do is make the time for it. Again coming back around to that um yeah nothing else too much uh i my my life is pretty much the same all the time until it's not you know uh i don't really i don't really like to talk about work on the podcast well that's boring you know the the best and coolest shit i do is Outside of work, you know, being a dad, lifting, uh, making stones for the side hustle and shit. Uh, <laughs> that's pretty much all I do. Like I read and I, uh, I read and I lift and I, and I be a dad. Hmm. I was trying to keep a yawn out of this episode and that, that obviously didn't work. Um, yeah, I'm. So I guess we can go into like what I'm reading right now. Uh, I started reading Chaos by Tom O'Neill, and it's you know I I found out about it from the Joe Rogan experience, uh, but it's basically about how there was a there's a lot of connections made that show that maybe the motive behind the the Tate LaBianca murders. Uh, for anybody who doesn't know about that, which I expect everybody to. Uh, Charles Manson got four of his followers to go to the uh, Roman Plansky Sharon Tate house uh, on, I think it's uh, Cilio Drive, and uh, kill everybody in the house. Uh, and then I think the next, it was the next night they went to the LaBianca house, which is like a lower middle class house. Or, I mean, I'm sorry, not lower. Uh, it was like an upper middle class house. Um and killed the the people inside there. 
Um, but there's a theory that when Manson and his followers went to the Haight-Ashbury Clinic uh, in Santa Monica, I want to say, or something, some, you know, somewhere, some stupid-ass place in California, um, they were being dosed with LSD and, you know, Manson had been experimented on in prison, you know, since the 50s because he spent the majority of his life incarcerated. Uh, so essentially he was like a MK ultra operative, um, with the, the goal being to control people through their actions, get them to do shit that they normally wouldn't do. Um, have them have no recollection of it, you know, that sort of stuff. So they think that Manson was given instructions by, um, various government agencies on how to control these, these hippies, uh, and getting them to murder for him. Cause it was, uh, I don't know if it was proven or if it, if it was speculated something about, he would give them LSD, but then he would only take a small dose or no dose at all. So he would be able to kind of um, steer steer their their acid trip. Um, yeah, that's what I'm reading right now. I kind of I was reading I was reading Dracula, but like I feel like in the 1800s, man. Like was that 1800s? Late 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 1800s, early 1900s, something like that. Uh, I they really weren't too keen on like getting the story going. And I don't know if that's just me being impatient, but like, it's a boring ass read. And I'm like, I kept telling myself, like, just get into it, just get into it. It'll get better. It'll pick up. And I'm, I, I want to say, like, I got like halfway through. That shit still didn't pick up. I'm, I was kind of disappointed. So I'm going to come back to it. But there's so much other stuff I'd rather read. Like, um, something evil that way comes. I've talked about it before. I can never remember the, or something, something wicked that way comes. I want to read that. I need a, I need a really scary book in my life. Uh, and then I, you know, finish up the, uh, inheritance cycle by Christopher Polini. Um, I've got that sitting up there and then the disaster artist is sitting up on the bookshelf. Just like a lot of, there's a lot of books that I need to get around to that Dracula kind of just like, nah, took a, took a backseat. I don't really care that much about it. And then, I mean, there's even books that I got from previous Christmases that I still haven't read or finished because like, you know, you think you want to read a book and then you get into it and you're like, oh, I don't really want to read this book. <laughs> like, uh, I started reading one book called the invention of murder and it basically goes into like how killing was popularized by the media very early on, you know, in, in, in London, uh, by the newspapers reporting on it, you know, back in the early, early days, that's what drew people in. That's what made sales. Cause they wanted to read all about it and they, you know, they wanted to find out what was happening you know, are they safe? Uh, so then it kind of talks about how 
murder is a bit more prevalent because it's another way to fame. So that kind of made people made it made it an easier decision to murder because then their name would be uh out there, you know. They'd have notoriety. People would know who they are. Uh I I made it I made it a little ways through that book, but that was pretty dry. And then I started reading how Hitler could have won World War II, which isn't like it's not a Hitler sympathizer book. It's, you know, it's just saying like it's basically looking at how the Nazis and Hitler uh, could have used their military power better to uh, better assist them. Uh, and then <laughs> I also didn't finish Closing Time, which is the sequel to Catch-22, which Catch-22 is a great book. Uh, but Closing Time is a bit slow. And I'm just, I'm okay reading a slow book, but I can't read multiple slow books back to back. So that's what happened there. Um, but yeah. All right. I'm going to hop off of here cause I'm, I'm yawning my ass off and I sh- I really need to get to bed because, um, I have to go to work tomorrow. So I will, you know, talk to you guys later. Sorry that I missed an episode. It won't happen again. Scouts honor. <laughs> uh, follow, follow me on Instagram at night coffee pod and like me on Facebook Night Coffee Podcast. Thank you guys for listening.